Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to episode 67 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill at Super Duper Flex. Bill, how you doing, man? Man, it's a fun uh, Wednesday. We just started our OG Listener League, so uh, a lot of banter and uh, good times already, so think we got a good crew and uh yeah it's always fun when you're doing the first startup of the off season uh it's a it's a lot of fun um i'm sure we're going to talk uh you and i are going to talk about it and we're also going to talk about it with our very special guest a very handsome man because uh <laughs> i had someone tell me that i call every guest handsome so i'm just going to keep it going so a very handsome man <laughs> that's right that's right we got troy king at T King mode, Troy, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing excellent. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. Man, I'm ready to chop it up, toss some football with you guys. I'm excited. That's awesome, man. And honestly, the the pleasure is all ours. So we're gonna do what we always do. And uh, since there's not really any real news, we're gonna get right into what we saw on the timeline. So uh, the first thing, uh, first thing here is from Dynasty Jake at Dynasty underscore Jake. He said, this should be interesting. Dynasty, 10 team, one QB, half point PPR. He said, which side are you taking? DeAndre Hopkins or two 2023 first, a 2022 second, the 2-9, 3-1, and 4-1. So... Hopkins or the package? So, I mean, this seemed pretty easy to me, but I, I want to see what you guys are thinking. Uh, Troy, since you're our <laughs> guest, why don't you start us off? Uh, I was looking at this trade, man. And I, it's here's the thing that was it was very unique trade. I'll say that. Like, anytime you're doing like multiple random picks, and I'm like, all right, personally, I rather Hopkins, I still want Hopkins. And for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm not looking at, I'm always in win now mode. Obviously for Dynasty, it's long term and you're thinking about these picks. But 2023, I don't want to play for 2023. I'm trying to play now. Who's going to help me now? Hopkins. And if it was multiple relevant verse, like if it was 2022 first, maybe I would be swayed a little bit. But just because it's like two years out or so, I wanted Hopkins in that. All right, Bill. Hopkins or the package? Yeah, that was pretty much my thought process. When I was reading this, I'm like, man, like, okay, what would I need? Like, do I want, if I 
hold Hopkins, like let's say I have him on my team already, and I can I move him during the season for more? And let's just say I could probably move him for two firsts for 2022 without any, you know, argument problem. You know what I mean? So, like, just being able to get two random a year earlier because, like, those those picks for this year are nothing. Like, those are just, like, here I pulled the change out of my yeah. cubby in my <laughs> car. Here you go, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's that second. So, and that's probably a little bit of interest because they're 2023 picks. So, Pretty much, I would rather hold, see how my team's going to do this year. If my team does well, I have a stud-wide receiver. If if my team is struggling, then I can move them and still get to 22 firsts and be happy with that. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much where I I would, you know, go. Same as Troy. Yeah, we're going to make it three for three here. Um, <laughs> but I it's mean- interesting, right? I mean, I will admit if the offer came my way, I'd at least take a look at it and yeah. kind of mull it over a little bit. But it's kind of like, you know, you tell the wife, hey, you want to go out and get a burger? And she's thinking, you know, maybe you're going to a restaurant, maybe, you're, you know, and then you just kind of pull into the McDonald's drive through Like, you didn't lie, but <laughs> it's not exactly what she had in mind. And I mean... On its face, you can kind of say, yeah, for Hopkins, like I kind of get it. You are getting a couple first, but they're in 2023. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, and that, that's what it was for me. Yeah, and the picks this year, Bill, I think Bill nailed it. It's like, you know, it's like kind of paying for those uh, McDonald's burgers with the change that you have <laughs> in your cup holder. It's like, yeah, it's legal, but like don't really want to do it if you can avoid it. So, uh what if your team, like, what if you took an orphan o- over? Are you considering this trade? Like, if you were planning on blowing the whole team up? I would definitely consider it more if that was the right situation. I think in that term, yeah, I, I don't know if I would still do it because I would try to get, you know, like a 2022 pick. Because if I'm an orphan, I'm trying to obviously rebuild, but I want to rebuild for, like, a quick turnaround and i believe 2023 i'm like oh, i'm still a couple years out and i still gotta wait so I, I, it would be it'd be tough i'd consider it more but i think i would still stick with hopkins and try to get a better offer yeah I, I think that's a situation if you're taking an orphan over and you see this deal come in i think this is almost the time where i go in the chat or whatever the dm thread and go hey everybody hopkins is up for grabs like, send me your best offer. Because I, I do believe that you can get a better offer than this from someone else in your league. So I think that would almost be my play because if this is the best offer, I agree with Troy. Yeah, take it. Like, you know, it'll give you a couple of years. Plus, when the 2022 draft comes around, if you, you know, you have some 2023 currency that maybe you could trade back into the first with those picks and do kind of other things like that. But I think someone else would be able to give you at least an equal offer with picks that are either in 2021 or in 2022. Yeah, I think so too. I think that like, it's just, this is the wrong time to be selling him, right? Like horrible time. It's (laughs) like, don't be doing that now, especially when you're not getting picks for this year. It just doesn't make sense to make that move. 
Like, you can make that move, like, August 30th, <laughs> and, you know, there could be, you know, so much could change between now and then. What if, you know, there was the thing that, uh, who was it, uh, Chase Edmonds said about, you know, maybe there's going to be some super teams. Well, maybe... Arizona ends up being that super team. And now all of a sudden you're like, dude, you know, this is going to be crazy. And all mm-hmm. of this, you know, everybody's so psyched about, you know, the Cardinals that you can just get a huge increase. Like, I think you're just selling at the wrong time. and You're not getting what, what you really, I guess you're just not giving yourself the most opportunity to get the most you could for uh, a stud wide receiver. Like, and he's not a guy that's going to just fall off the cliff because he, his athleticism isn't what he relies on. Like he's just his hands are just stupid good. So like, like those aren't gonna go bad. So like, he's one of those guys that I'm okay holding for a while and just letting, you know, he's like Chris Carter, like just a guy that's gonna be fine for forever. And so don't rush into selling him. I guess. Agreed. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100. percent I think uh, you know. Even maybe on draft day, if you, you know, you may even be able to, to pull together something better than that. If uh, someone thinks that you're buying, you know, trying to buy picks with the DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, they may be, you know, willing to sell you a little bit more because they like Hopkins if you're selling him and you're kind of in a rebuild. So, all right. So, all right, Jake, three for three, um, you know, take, uh, and, take DeAndre. And we were on the... Uh minority of the uh, vote it was 45 percent <laughs> for uh hopkins and then 55 for the picks i was like nah <laughs> so so that but that just shows that right now that these picks have so much value that you know you take advantage you know to, you know if you have you know the 103 and Someone says, yeah, you know, like, I want Jamar Chase or I want, you know, uh, Devonta Smith, you know, 103 in a super flex maybe. Oh, uh, I'll give you the 103 for Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to get the next. I'm going to get the next DeAndre. And who knows what these guys are going to be. And it happens every year. I love, you know, I got so many shares of, like, Chris Godwin last year because, People are like, oh, you have the 103, 104? Yeah, like, here's Chris Godwin. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, of course. Like, a guy (laughs) that I've seen do it, you know, and whatever this mystery box is, yeah, like, I'll take my chances. You know, in some situations, you know, it didn't work out and some it did. Like, but, yeah, these picks, man. So, uh, yeah, Jake, uh, we're all saying – take DeAndre if uh, if that's the side you're getting. So we're going to move on now to Jimmy Barnhart at Jimmy underscore Barnhart. Here's another one. We got another trade. 12-team Superflex tight end premium. Is this a fair offer for Deshaun Watson? So on one side, obviously, we have Deshaun Watson. On the other side, we have the 102, 106, and 206. We'll switch it up. Bill, we'll let you go first. Uh, the uh, the two first and a second or Deshaun Watson? I'm taking Deshaun Watson here. Like I think that's pretty easy for me. Um, but I'm not caught up in the uh, rookies yet. Like I'm, I just think that he is, like last year, 
everybody was freaking out when Hopkins got traded, right? And, like, I got Watson, like, 110 in, like, a 14-team super flex where quarterbacks are going to be worth even more, right? It's just, like, he is just a stud. Like, there's just no way around it. And he's, like, 25 years old. So it's just, like, man, just give me a stud QB that's always awesome for fantasy. It's not just that he's a stud quarterback. It's that he's just the way he plays and he's so aggressive downfield it's that's exactly what you want for your quarterbacks in fantasy football and and so like I, I fields and you know yeah I mean there might be a wide receiver a running back at 106 I don't know but like I don't know I, I just think that getting that quarterback in like he's the guy that you just you know you can plug in and not have to worry about, and so and I, I honestly haven't done too much with rookies yet, so like that probably makes it even easier for me that I'm not just in the, you know, like the mindset of all these rookie picks and falling in love with all of them yet. But um, yeah, I think it's it, as of this moment, it's pretty easy for me. All right, it's easy for Bill. How about you, Troy? Is this easy for you too? I would say that this one was tougher for me than the last one. So this is closer. I'm going to go Deshaun Watson for all the reasons that essentially Bill said, because I'm more win now. He's proven. He's still a very young asset that's going to help you. But let's say, and, but I think this is a very good time because people are obsessed with rookies. Rookie fever is real. So I see why you know, this is a relevant trade. And like, you know, sometimes I, everyone gets it. I get it too. You just kind of this shiny new toy thing. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, fresh meat. These are new players. Their potential is unlimited because you have no idea what they're going to be because they haven't shown us anything. But because I, at the end of the day, though, I'm still going to go to Sean. He's proven. He's still going to be excellent. If he was an older, if he was a little bit older asset, like maybe like two, three years, then maybe I would think about the picks. But I'm still going to Sean. He's just too excellent, too good, and he's just getting started to me. All right. We, we're going to do it one more time. We're going to go three for three. And Man, this is bad TV. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could yeah. argue against this no. just to argue against it, but, I mean, yeah. it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, Bill, you'll remember month, month and a half ago, we had a question about, you know, how much would you sell Patrick Mahomes for? And we were like, everything. Like it would team. take it the would take team. your whole team. And and that's really and you know, obviously we're being a little hyperbolic with it, but I mean, what you're gonna get you're gonna have to give us, you know, it's gonna be like the Sam Bradford trade. You're gonna have to give us four first and a quarterback yeah. and maybe like a second or third round. But like it's gonna cost so much that no team is gonna want to acquire him. Deshaun Watson is like a half a step under Patrick Mahomes. Like, and and that's just that's my value personally. Like, if you're telling me the 102 and the 106, let's say we get lucky in a super flex and that ends up being Fields and Zach Wilson, can we promise that both of those guys are going to be even close to what Deshaun Watson is now? If you're lucky, one of them will be close to that level. Yeah, and and that's my problem with it. I, I think my problem with it is is that there's not another player in here. I mean, maybe if you told me, you know, 
Yeah, I'll give you the 102, and I'm trying to think of a good quarterback to kind of throw in there. <laughs> Kirk like, Cousins? Okay, yeah. Let, let's use Kirk Cousins, even though his value is so low because everyone just hates he's the only, He's like just the average quarterback. Exactly. Like, he's like the baseline. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even though he's like, he's oh, probably that floor of quarterbacks that you're comfortable having on your team, to exactly. be honest. Right. right. Even though the dude is like almost a QB one yeah. or QB one every year, but yeah, like Kirk Cousins in the one hundred and two. Okay, like now I can at least think about it. Say I'm getting a guy that I know can play, a guy I know that can be a QB one. Plus now I have this high upside: Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, whatever the one hundred and two ends up being, and. Maybe I get lucky and that guy approaches what Deshaun is, plus I have the stability of Kirk Cousins. But just two like two picks and then a second rounder, I mean, I you know, everyone is saying it and I know it's true, like this is gonna be kind of a deep class this year, but like two oh six is two oh six at the end of the day. Like you yeah. can't guarantee anything at two oh six, you know. Even if you love a guy at two oh six and you get him, listen. I loved Brian Edwards last year. Second round pick. Loved him. Told everybody to go out and get, go get him. Loved him. And I'm not saying he's dead. I still have faith in him. But his rookie year left a lot to be desired. And if this pick or if this trade happened last year, you know, that 206 is Brian Edwards. And you're like, I just gave up Deshaun Watson. And <laughs> so. I mean, no one's doing that. But I understand. I understand what you mean. But, like, you know, like, you're just kind of like, oh, man, like, the second round pick in this mega yeah, yeah. trade I made is Brian Edwards. And oh, you're kind of crying a little bit. So, um, you know, yeah, I need more. I mean, honestly, if we're if we're going just picks in a trade like this, what do you think it needs to be in order to get Watson? Maybe if it was another first, I would – Think about it more. If that 206 was what happened, if it was just another first round pick that we'll be talking, but. So, like I, 111? Yeah, 110, 111. I would think about it. I'm, I'm going to be stingy. I'm not going to want to give up Watson, but you'll have my you'll have my attention. If you hit me through three first round picks, I'm like, all right, now we're talking. Especially depending on how my team situation is. I'm like, all right, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. What if it was a. Uh... Uh, 2022 first. Uh, I don't think I'd still keep Watson. If it was three 2021 first, then that's I what would consider. Yeah, that's what I would consider. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would almost need the deal that the Texans are going to need to get rid of Watson. Yeah, I'm going to need like three first and a quarterback. Like, I don't, mean, I don't know about another quarter. That'd be well, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying like a top level guy, but I mean, if we're like talking Drew Lock, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, a Drew okay. Lock or like yeah. a Derek Carr that is actually really good, but people don't put any respect on his name. I agree. Like I like that a guy who's undervalued that people don't really are willing to throw. They're like, I'm getting Deshaun Watson. I don't care about Derek Carr. You know. Something like that, or like a Jimmy Garoppolo, or something like you know, something like that, where it's like, all right, like it's kind of a you know mid QB two type thing. But I have because I mean, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he's so good. I mean, he does it with his arm, he does it with his legs. I mean, that team was terrible last year, and he 
led the league in yardage, threw a bunch of touchdowns, ran for a couple more. Like he took, he took, he was the whole offense. Like I think there wasn't there some stat that he was like he he was like the most for his team in terms of offense. Like he contributed the most offense for the team compared like anyone else like ever or something in NFL history or something like that. So like it was like pretty good year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like him and Dak, and then Dak got hurt, and then it was just him. Like, he yeah. stole, I think he stole some of Dak's life force and just kept going with it because, <laughs> I mean, he was just so good. I mean, I mean, and, and I, I like Brandon Cooks, but he wasn't like exactly throwing to, you know, Jerry Rice and, and yeah. Megatron. You know, he was throwing to some good guys. You know, Will Fuller had a, a really good year and Brandon Cooks, but he wasn't. You know, this isn't, you know, it wasn't Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen that he was throwing to, you know. So imagine him on an offense that has one elite or two really good receivers on it. Like, like I'm hoping he goes to an offense which is a better offensive line. He's always had a trash offensive line. And I think that's what's really hurt him. He got sacked a bunch of times. Thank God he's mobile. Because if he wasn't mobile, he would be, uh, God knows, he would. His career, he would be he would be sucky because that line just couldn't protect him. So thank God he can use his legs to create plays. And again, he's Superman; he does everything on his own. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a Homer Dolphins fan. So, kind of like we were talking about, like I like Tua, but he ain't no Deshaun Watson. Right. So, uh, well, look, crossing my fingers. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm cool with building around Tua, but you know, people can dream. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's just so much more dynamic, right? Like it's just. Two is going to be that, you know, he'll be like a QB 10 to 15 guy, probably, statistically. Um, But, you know, is he going to be as prolific? And I I don't know, you know, necessarily NFL teams want quarterbacks that play like Watson. And the fact that, you know, he, he does do a lot of stuff off script. And so, like, if there's teams that want to play in a certain style, that might be a challenge. And we don't know how he would do in that particular style of offense either. So, but that, you know, I can't imagine that he would struggle. I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> I mean, if he's good off of script, he's got to be pretty decent when, you know, plays are, people are running the plays properly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like what why teams wouldn't want him, you know, and it's just it's really hard there's, to think of any reason. No, there's no reason. Also, yeah. and like even if he struck, because any quarterback that goes to any new situation, there's a learning curve. I believe sure. that he's good enough and he's talented enough to he'll figure it out. Maybe he'll take what a week or two and then he'll figure it out and he's going to be excellent and you know a QB one easily. So, I mean, I mean, let's face it. The only reason why Deshaun hasn't been traded yet is because Houston is probably asking for someone's entire team to get them. And I would, too. I, I yeah. mean, th- and they should, but yeah. that's the only reason why he hasn't been traded yet. I mean, because, I mean, we saw Stafford get traded already. I mean, we've heard half of the other quarterbacks in the league in trade rumors and trade talks. So, I mean, I don't think the Texans actually want to trade him, but I think they are going to get to a point where – they, you know, Deshaun may force their hand, but I mean, I think they're going to stick to their price, which they should. And that that's going to be very interesting because I don't know if any team is going to be willing to pay it. So I think we see them like, I think 
it's more likely to happen before the trade deadline of the 2021 season than it will be before the draft. Um, I just think that this year with the salary cap and all of that, it's going to be really difficult for teams to add his salary into their, you know, so if they can do that during the season and it's already prorated a bit, I think that'll help. And, you know, teams will know whether they need to need him for the season at that point. Yeah. And that, and that's why you're hearing uh, Miami and the, and the jets right now is because they have those two teams have so much cap room that they could take it on. They could absorb it. And it's not, you know, it's not going to cripple them, but dude, Mims. But here's the thing. I will talk about the Jets, though, right? So I've been, I've talked about this before. So Deshaun, so he has a no trade clause, and but he has the ability to waive it if it's like a team that he actually wants to go to. Yeah. I don't see why he wa- the Jets. You know, they have men, they have a few good pieces, but at the same time, Deshaun wants to win a Super Bowl, right? Like I believe that the Jets are just a different version of the Houston Texans. They're not that great, so. And he's already gotten paid. Like, he already has the money. So I don't understand why he would want to go to a team if he's not going to be competing for a deep playoff run or the Super Bowl. If he goes to Miami, you're an instant Super Bowl contender with that defense. The defense, obviously, is one of the best in the league. You go there. We'll figure out what you're doing either in the draft or free agency. But we're instant Super Bowl contenders with Deshaun Watson and our defense. So to me, that makes more sense than – any of it, but we'll see. But I don't know. I just, I just don't see the Jets as a, a place where he would want to go if he is really trying to compete for like the playoffs. Sure. Uh, J. Mike says Watson the Mims is what dreams are made of. I mean, Get out of here, dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I actually tweeted out yesterday, or the day before that. I said I don't I don't know if Watson. Or Sam Darnold get traded, obviously both for very different reasons. Um, I think the price for Watson will end up being too high for teams to be able to to meet. But I also think the Jets, they actually seem like maybe they have like a competent general manager and everyone that has played for Robert Sala, the new coach, is saying that they love him. He's a good guy. He knows how to communicate to, to players. So, I mean, it's not Adam Gase. So I guess that's always an upgrade. But... You know, I think the Jets may look at it and go, all right, what can we get for Sam Darnold in a trade? And what can we get to trade down out of number two for someone that wants to come up and get a quarterback? You know, maybe Carolina wants to do that. Maybe San Francisco wants to do that. You know, there's, you know, maybe Denver wants to do that. And then fill out more pieces on that roster. Because like you're saying, Troy, I mean, yes, they have a couple guys that you can look at and go, all right, you know, they they drafted Mims, they drafted uh, Makai Becton last year on the offensive line. You know, they they started putting a couple pieces to that puzzle together. But, I mean, we're still missing a lot of pieces. You know, yeah. the Jets are <laughs> looking for them. Maybe they fell under the table. Maybe my three-year-old took them and it's in the toy box. <laughs> I don't know, but – you know, I think they're going to look at it and go, we'll try it out with Sam for one more year. We'll try to put some more pieces around them. They also, you know, they have a lot of money uh, under the cap. So they're going to be some players in free agency. Maybe they, you know, they find them a running back in free agency and some other things and try to see if with good coaching and good weapons, he can actually be a good quarterback. And then, you know, 
If not 2022, they'll probably be right back at the top again because Sam Darnold wasn't good and they could take their quarterback of the future then. So, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of what I've been thinking on the subject, obviously, two different reasons. But, you know, I think both guys end up staying where they're at. So uh, I, I think so. But I also think that another attractiveness to New York is just the marketing potential for him, like to make money outside of football. Like there's just so many more opportunities to, uh, you know, advertise, you know, be an advertiser for a particular company, you know, or just doing just other business opportunities in New York too. So that would be just one of the things that like maybe like, I don't know what obviously, but like maybe there's just something, a draw for him that way too. Um, but you know, who knows? Like it's, that's just guesswork, I guess. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where Deshaun, uh, ends up playing this year. Maybe it's in Houston. Maybe it's with Troy's Miami Dolphins. Maybe it's with the Jets. Maybe Troy it's another a big t- smile on his face when he thinks about that. Troy, if, if, if he gets tra- <laughs> if he gets traded to the Dolphins, we'll have you back on the show so that you can uh, you can just victory lap it all day. Yeah, just follow Troy because you're gonna see a video like come out right right then and there. <laughs> you understand? Like if that happens, like uh, I'm probably gonna add it like a million times, but it's gonna be insane. Like, I don't know if I, my heart can take that excitement. I was really, look, I still believe in Tua, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up. Troy, Troy will ha- not only, if that trade happens, be the lucky fan of Deshaun Watson's new team, but he'll be living in the only state in the country right now that's not, like, less than 50 degrees. So, oh, yeah. I mean, he'll, ha- he'll have it all going for him. I mean... I feel well, bad for. I feel it's bad almost for not him. fair. <laughs> Look, man, I'm crossing my fingers, man. Let us have this. Look, the Dolphins since Dan Marino. Like, look, look at all the stuff we've been through. I mean, Tannehill. We had Tannehill got gays. We did have that one good year in 2017. Then he got hurt, but he's obviously wasn't Tannehill. Listen to a Dolphins fan <laughs> talking about his woes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, this is all my life. I'm 30 years old. Okay, we've had horrible QBs. Uh. Dante yeah. Culpepper, JV Lee, Jay Feeler. You have to start yeah, like <laughs> but but the problem is is that Bill is a Lions fan. Oh, y'all are terrible too. <laughs> and, and, and he and he's just a couple years older than you are, so he's been um he's like fifty percent su- older. <laughs> uh, so so he's been suffering for his whole life. Um oh, this is like my uh my venting hour every week to just talk about how bad my uh, whenever fandom somebody, is. But whenever no, I can appreciate now. it. I, I understand where you're coming from, for sure. You have Jared Goff now. You're good. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Mitch feels about the same as me in regards to that. So, Oh, he definitely does. We, I hear Mitch complain a lot. A yeah. lot of targets to TJ Hawkinson. So be excited about that. Yes, He's that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> and hey, see hey. this. Don't disrespect the great name of Quintess Cephas. Cephas is not going to do well with Goff as his quarterback. I, I like C- I like Cephas, too. I wrote an article too. about him recently. But, uh, he needs we'll a quarterback that, that can fit a ball in, and that's not what Goff can do. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next one before Bill uh, starts running so out. So don't draft Goff, or don't draft uh, Cephas uh, earlier than you should. No. See, Bill, we call on the team in the listener league. 
I may have to overrule you in in the sixth round and get me some Cephas. Sixth round? <laughs> you Ooh. almost had me swear on this show, man. Sixth round. Ooh. Is it a rookie uh, draft? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, Bill Bill knows that for as much as I as I love uh Cephas, I'm not drunk. So that that oh, wouldn't man. really ever happen. Oh, but uh I gotta get Bill's blood going sometimes. So uh I say I say inflammatory things like that to get That's make sure funny. Bill's awake. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to the next one here. Uh this one is from Jacob Sanderson at ff underscore rtdb that's my guy yeah shout out to jacob i'm gonna talk to him about this question or what he contributed probably um, join our circles so that's (laughs) that's right and uh we'll we'll shout that out in a little bit too but um yeah join our circle the 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 ladies and gentlemen over there are just they're killing it man i i follow you guys on youtube uh i try to interact with all those uh, ladies and gentlemen, when I can, uh, when I see them on my timeline. So uh, a lot of smart people over there and uh, entertaining, too. I mean, you, you get the knowledge, but you have fun, too. So that's yeah. always uh, that's always the main the main goal. But um, he uh, he calls this the dusty free agent veteran running back ADP per DLF. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say this real fast so that we can uh, we can get to the talking about it. So he's got uh, King and Drake at 88, James Conner at 107, Leonard Fournette at 112, Philip Lindsay at 129, Jamal Williams at 132, Gus Edwards at 133, Todd Gurley at 150, Marlon Mack at 169, and Wayne Gallman at 218. So he says, who is the best value here? And then he gives you a hint. It's not Drake. I, I mean, give me the hint. We already knew that. Yeah, yeah well, I, don't, I don't think anyone on this show needed the hint because um, I looked at uh, Drake at 88 and I said, uh, I, I swiped the wrong way on that. I was like, no, duh, get out of here. So, all right. Um, Troy, out of, out of those plethora of options, mm-hmm. uh, some of them good, some of them better than others. Uh, who would be your guy or maybe guys that you think are the best value? One name actually stands out to me. I think it'd be interesting. I actually, surprisingly, Gus Edwards. I think that whether he stays with the Ravens or he goes to another situation, he's a good running back. And he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Like, anytime he gets the opportunity, he looks great. And he's on the Ravens, him with a one-two punch with him and Dobbins, like, he's going to be, he's going to be fine. He's going to be productive. And to me, or if he goes to another situation, I believe it, he, It'll be advantageous for him as well. I believe that he's just that good. Again, at 133, like, I don't know. To me, when you're getting a running back that is going to see volume most likely with, if again, if he stays with the Ravens or if he goes to a different situation, I personally believe that that's going to be good. Jamal Williams was close to, is only a spot difference. He's 132. I'm expecting Aaron Jones to leave, so it's going to be him and A.J. Dillon. We already know how that tandem, we know how the, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams tandem was like there was a sort of an even split more to Aaron Jones, but who knows? Everyone think it's gonna be AJ Dillon's show, but Jamal Williams, you know, he could be still heavily involved if it's just those two. So don't it was close for me, but I'll go Gus Edwards. All right, Bill. Uh who who is your guy or your guys that are the value here? Yeah, I was looking at this and I have a hard time picking anybody. Um, that was hard. <laughs> it like like everybody has a wart, right? Like so that that makes it 
uh, interesting and fun. I guess that, that's why it's a good question. The one that I, I get to is Marlon Mack, uh, just because I feel like, you know, he's going to be moving on to another team. Does he get a decent role? I mean, he was a pass catcher when he came out of college, so, like, he didn't really get utilized that way, but maybe he goes somewhere else and he's a bigger part of the receiving game. So, um, and he's still young. He's still, you know, there's going to be a team that's, you know, lost their main quarter or running back, and maybe he's a, he gets the first chance, you know, and it's just one of those dice rolls. And so I'd just because I don't really like any of them, I'm gonna go with one of the uh, least expensive players, um, and he just seems to be the one that could have the most, you know, opportunity um, in the right spot. All right, so each of you guys mentioned one person that I kind of had, and, and this for me was a tie. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out which one I thought was the better value. So uh, the first one is uh, Jamal Williams at 132. He's a free agent as well as Aaron Jones is. So he could be in Green Bay, like Troy said, with uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, and like we've seen, even though Aaron Jones is a monster, he's a beast. Jamal Williams always had a role. And when Aaron Jones was injured, he always performed kind of as that lead back, so to speak. You know, he, he always did well for you. Um, so for some reason, and I don't know why, ever since I found out that he's going to be a free agent, I've seen him in Jacksonville for some reason. And I don't know why, like, there's no, you know, big stat to like kind of prove that he's going to Jacksonville. It's just been something I've been feeling in my gut. Uh, Jamal Williams. Um, and I don't know why, like, I think James Robinson is very good. People hear me say that and they're like, you think James Robinson sucks? No, he's he's very good. But for some reason, it's just a gut thing. I don't know why. Well, that wouldn't be a bad compliment though. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going to be playing the same role. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it's not like Jamal Williams comes in and takes the job. Like that's not what it is, but it's so that, uh, James Robinson isn't out on the field for like 90% of snaps like he was last year. Like, so, I was going to uh, say that, too. Like, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say how, like, he's not – they're not going to use him like they used him last year. Like, he's still going to get – the James Robinson's still going to get the majority of the carries, but he's not going to be on the field for every single snap. You have to spell him at some point or right. he's going to be run down. So. Yeah, and, and I don't believe Jacksonville, with the money they have and the fact that they're bringing in uh, Trevor Lawrence – that they're just going to be fine with the Vino Zigbo and Dari Gumbawale behind James Robinson. Like, so, um, so Jamal Williams is one guy. And then Bill mentioned at, uh, I believe it's 169, Marlon Mack. Um, nice. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we have forgotten about Marlon Mack. Obviously he got hurt very early in the season for the Colts. Uh, it was the JT show, and, you know, obviously towards the end of the year, JT was just a monster. But Mac has shown that he can be an RB1. Like, you know, he, he's done it for games. I think he may have even ended a season as RB1, maybe two years ago, three years ago. Um, so he has that talent. Again, same as Jamal Williams. He's not going somewhere and being the guy who's going to start, but... Like Bill said, it, you know, maybe he goes to Jacksonville 
And if he shows that he can, you know, prove it, you know, he's healthy and he's got a little bit of, you know, tread left on the tire, he could be a good value for someone who's going at 169, which is what, like the 13th, 14th round, something like that. So, uh, yeah, those are my two guys. They're tied for me. Um, didn't know which one to, to pick first. So, um, and then obviously uh, Kenyon Drake. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Kenyon Drake. Hey, Drake, um, God, God bless him. Uh, I hope he makes a lot of money. But um, as a value at 88, it, it's not It's not going to be me. Uh, so uh, that was a good question because I really sat down and thought about it because, I mean, you could, br- you know, you could bring up maybe, you know, Leonard Fournette, make an argument for him or maybe Lindsey. But, um, yeah, I think we uh, I think we all picked the – a lot of good guys and gave a lot of good reasons for all of them. So have fun in that part of the draft when you, uh, oh, it's such a bad part. I hate that part. <laughs> That's why you pick receivers in that range. <laughs> That's a good point. That, that would be, that would be interesting to see some of the receivers in that area and kind of, you guarantee know, it's way better. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it has that, to be, <laughs> that, that's not even a, a, a doubt in my mind. I mean, we were talking about this last week. Bill, Most like, of these guys were in like that third, fourth range last year. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, King and Drake definitely was, I mean, I think in, in some early startups, he was even going in like the second, yeah. you know, um, but we were talking about this last week, Bill, like which wide receivers after pick 100 do you like? And we were talking about Gabriel Davis and Darnell Mooney. And, and like, if we're talking about, Hey, do you want, you know, Gabe Davis or do you want Leonard Fournette or James Conner? I mean, we're, we're not really having an argument at that, yeah, at that nah. spot, you know, and that's, you know, like you said, that's why this is the part of the draft where you take wide receivers because you like those names a whole lot more than James Conner and Leonard Fournette. So uh, remember that, people, except for the people in our listener league, go ahead and draft all the running backs you want in this range mm-hmm. and, and have a ball, have a ball. So, uh, all right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to uh, our last question here um, from Luke Sawhook at Luke Sawhook. Someone please help me. Getting into a debate with league mates, what side would you rather have? Six-point touchdown Superflex. Kirk Cousins or the 109? And we talked about him earlier, the criminal disrespect on that man's name. Um, Bill, I mean, I think this is going to be an easy one. We're going to wrap this question up quick. But, um, Bill, Cousins, the 109? Cousins. That, we don't, you don't even need to talk about it, right? I mean, it's it's. I'd have to think about it. It would really depend on my team's you know, makeup, like, do I, who's at 109? I mean, one of those, like, top five quarterbacks is there. There's a lot of wide receivers and a few running backs that, you know, somebody might like, but six-point touchdowns, that's a huge part of this, and, uh, yeah, I, I think I have to go with the starting quarterback that I'm comfortable with when there's just not a lot of those out there anymore. Yeah, I'm going to say the same because at 109, we don't even know if, let's say, there's a quarterback there. We don't know if they're going to be starting 
next year. Like it's not guaranteed whoever's going to win on is going to be starter. So that's not going to help me. So give me Cousins. Yeah, I, I'm uh, three for three again. It's Cousins. I mean, if we think about the 109, <laughs> like quarterback-wise, what are we looking at? Maybe Trey Lance. Yeah, it's going to be like Mac, a Trey Lance. Or, or Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Like, it could literally be the backup to Cousins. <laughs> it could be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they could draft somebody behind him. So, <laughs> like, because right now they have, like, Mannion or something as the backup. So... Maybe they'll prepare. I I don't know what his contract is. I think he signed a new deal last year, but I'll look it up Who's right that, now. Cousins? Yeah. I think he signed like a two year extension or a three year extension, something like that. He's just a very rich man, that's all I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> all guaranteed. I know that. Or at least the original one was. I mean I mean Washington Washington helped make him a very rich man with the the double franchise tag, which I mean I guess Dak Prescott should be happy because he's he looks like he's probably going to go on a similar route here if they don't get a long-term deal done with him where they're going to double franchise him and then either Dallas is going to have to pay him a whole lot more money than they would have just three years they ago. They should just sign him to a long-term deal. The way they're handling this Dak situation is just yeah, idiotic. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I 1,000% agree with you. I don't get it. I, I actually couldn't believe that they didn't sign him right around the same time that Goff and Wentz got signed. Like, even if you had paid him, like, a million dollars more than what Wentz was making, that was, like, $34 million. Now (laughs) now you're paying him forty. Like, it's going to be, like, $40 million a year at the end of the day. So you just cost yourself $6 million a year. So idiotic. (sighs) All right, so I just looked up – Cousins and his so this year obviously he'll be playing there, but next year he has a forty-five million dollar hit with ten million uh, dead cap, so they could save thirty-five mil by moving on from him. They now also would. they could sign him to an extension and that would lessen that amount. Um, again, you know maybe that's what their plan is to just kind of keep doing that until they're unhappy with his performance, but. You could, I could really see them picking a quarterback that they could groom underneath him this year, so that they can get rid of him and save that thirty-five million. Um, you know, maybe it happens, but that's not really the question here, I guess. But <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if he's not there, he's gonna sign elsewhere. It's not like he loses his job just because he's not with the Vikings. Yeah, because because I mean. If you if you kind of look at the the NFL mock drafts right now, and obviously you know they're not really right all the time, but I mean Trey Lance looks like he could go to like maybe Atlanta, maybe Carolina, where he's probably sitting for another year to kind of learn and grow. He's he's young and playing at North Dakota State. He hasn't played that top tier talent, and he or didn't like, play last year. Right, it, yeah, he played one game, I think, and it wasn't even good. I think he had a he threw his first interception or something like that. <laughs> um, or like Mac Jones, and where Ooh. does Mac Jones go? Is he <laughs> is he going to Washington? Is he going to New Orleans? Is he go? You know, and then you know how good is he actually going to be? So, yeah, give me Kirk Cousins. I know that dude is going to be like top twelve. He's top twelve every year. He doesn't do it. He's not flashy. He's not exciting, 
But he is attached to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, which are two nice wide receivers to be attached to. And they have Dalvin Cook that relieves a lot of pressure in the run game. Don't don't take the 109. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm so glad Mac Jones is coming into the NFL. It's just I gonna... know, because because you're going to say Mac Jones every time. And I, you're going uh, to who? And I'm so, going to have to say Mac Jones. I love it. So. Yeah. I uh, was going through, uh, I had a box full of old CDs and cassette tapes, and this is so not football related, but oh well. Um, <laughs> so I'm going through and I found like Mike Jones uh, CD. I'm like, oh Ooh. baby, I actually pulled it aside to show you, but I can't find it. And then I also found uh, a cassette tape of uh, Dr. Dre Chronic. I bought the day it uh. came out. So I remember going into the uh, the record store, and I was like, so what's new? This guy was like, a t- the owner was a total like rocker. like He had his own band and everything. I'm like, so what's uh, new in the rap section? And he's like, well, this Dr. Dre's selling a lot. And I was like, well, yeah, he's, I'll take that. And I just looked it up on eBay, and those things sell for like 60 bucks, the cassettes. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, I can't get rid of that because that's like... Yeah. Memories, yeah. <laughs> Bill just lost everyone under thirty, by the way, who don't know what CDs or cassettes are. Yeah, so, but everybody uh, knows who Dr. Dre is. <laughs> that, that's yeah. true. Um, all right, Troy, we got a little bit of time, and we were talking about this before the show, and I I want you to try to convince me, and I'm sure uh, one of your one of your partners in crime over at Join the Circle. Uh, Steffi Smalls would probably come in here and cuss me out right now if I said this to her. And actually, I do want to get her on the show. She can curse me out. That's cool. Um, I'm from Philly and, you know, North Jersey, so I've heard it all. But (laughs) Saquon, why should I not be scared of Saquon? And I'm going to preface this before I let you have your time. I know Saquon is good. He's very good. He is super talented. My fear is the back-to-back leg injuries. Yes, I know it's not the same injury over and over again, so I'm not saying that. But I do get a little bit scared when uh, a running back starts having leg injuries. So, Troy, tell me and maybe other people who think like me why we shouldn't be scared. Because at the same time, Saquon is one of those running backs that's you can't call him generational. Like he's that talented. And I believe that if we were just talking about like those gross veterans that we were talking about <laughs> earlier, like if we were if we were talking about someone in that category, okay, I understand your hesitation. You don't want to move on. Okay, it's easy to pivot. But when you're talking about one of the top at least five running backs in the league, you take that risk. Like you're going for upside. And we know and just like you mentioned, we all know how good Saquon is, but he's a home run game changer. So for me, I'm like, okay, he's not injury prone. It's one thing if he had like multiple ACL tears or he had the same injury in his leg or shoulder or whatever that was keeping him out all year, then I would be a lot more concerned. Maybe I would want to pivot. But you know what? Injuries happen in football. He is too talented to just fade. And again, he's, for everyone listening, like he's going to be a value probably in redraft, dynasty, like, he, because it was, what happens is when people get injured and just disappear, people treat them like the dead. They're, they automatically lose value. 
whether it's OBJ, you know, Burrow, like we've talked about like that. Like people just automatically lose value when they get hurt. And you should take advantage. Like I would be going to try and trade for Barkley right now before there's some tape on him and he looks good. And <laughs> this is your window of opportunity to try and buy him. Because again, he's he he I wouldn't be surprised if he was the best running back next year. Like, would that be shocking to anybody if he was, you know, 101, 102, 103? No, because he's that talented. So for me, that's why I wouldn't be hesitant to try and grab him. So, Troy, I'm going to give you a list of players, and you tell me who you pick, uh, Saquon or this player. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm just using January ADP from DLF, and I will start a little later, but – all right, Nick Chubb. Barkley. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Barkley. Derrick Henry. <laughs> Barkley, because he catches passes. Okay, uh, Swift. I hate that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Uh, that one's probably the toughest one. Okay. Well, well, that's that's yeah. your response is enough for me yeah. on that one. Um, uh, Dalvin. Ugh, I don't like that one either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're 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 kind of finding a tier here. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I hate that one. Like those are all like really close. I probably okay. slightly go Barkley, but like you can make it. But hard. they're all kind of like right there, and then those Kamara. Yeah. Kamara, I probably take Kamara over. Okay, and then CMC, you'll take above him. Yeah, all of those are like really good. Like <laughs> those are really good arguments. Like if you want to take any of those other people over Barkley, yeah. I wouldn't blame you. They're all in the same category. So you're like kind of like you know you're in that three to seven range, uh, yeah. and it just kind of depends. You know, On your like, preference really. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're 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 that's a. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like, if somebody said Jonathan Taylor, because it's tough it, for me just because of the years, right, and the offensive line and that offense and everything. Like, I agree, talent-wise, I think that Barkley is. Like, would I? Who would I rather have as the running back for the Colts? And I would rather have Barkley if he was yeah. the running back for the Colts, but he's not, and. I'm just not sure. Based off of that, like again, you're making great arguments. Like that offensive line, it's hard to ignore. If you want to take JT over Barkley, but yeah, it's yeah. it's still it's still like you can't argue either way. I mean, yeah, you can argue, right. but it's it's like it's you close. know, it's so close that I don't think there's a wrong answer, right. or there's a right answer. So yeah, right. like I like that tier though. There's that's interesting, and that and that's. You know, that's going to be really interesting to see once we get start getting into, like, April, May, June, where it's mm-hmm. like, where where is Saquon going? Because it'll probably be right before training camp, like, when you get to June. Have we seen the, you know, have we seen the hype video where it's like, he's cutting, he's, look at those cones. Well, just look at co- those thighs, man. Like that's oh. all you need to see. Listen, AJ AJ Dillon is going to be a Jeez. second round pick just based on the quads. So I mean, <laughs> man, you yeah, like he's like AJ <laughs> Dillon, but like 
Nah, or crazy good. mad agility, which there's a whole difference between those two. Oh yeah, no, nah, Barkley is he's way more dynamic than AJ. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and you like he like man, like somebody was showing pictures of his legs, AJ Dillon's, and then somebody's like Psh, and then they show a picture of Barkley and man It's not it's crazy. Like like that guy jeez. They're just players that are just they're not hu- they're not real human beings. Like Saquon is not a real human being. Adrian Peterson is not a real human yeah, being. Yeah, he's aliens. Yeah, yeah, like Zeke is From not a real world, human man. being. Like they're and you don't get you know, you don't get them every year. We try to do this, especially when we're looking at rookies this time of year, we go, Oh, this guy could be like the next Adrian Peterson. Like, he probably Nobody has that he probably rage can. that Adrian Peterson has. Yeah, like this this guy could be the next, you know, Saquon or, or CMC, and it's like, no, like there are just people that are different, and yep. we need to learn to accept that. And like, and that's, not every year are we going to have a different, a different type of guy who yeah. just revolutionizes what a position. And I think we do it more with running back than anyone else because we're trying to find those bell cow guys because so much of it is committee now, and it's just like, no, like he's not Adrian Peterson. Like, I mean, I would love whoever that guy is to be, but Adrian Peterson is just such a rare breed. And Saquon is in that same category, which is while I have fear when someone like Troy or someone else says, yeah, but like really if you like look at it and kind of look at the player and the talent and I look at it and I go, yeah, like I get it. Like, I mean, Saquon is just, again, he's just different and more different than anyone else that I get it. And I think you guys are representative of the fantasy world right now, right? Like, I think that probably about half the people think the way Troy is, and I think the other half are a little worried, like Josh is. And last year, it wasn't 50-50. Last year, it was 95-5. So the point that Troy is making is look at this, like, this is going to be the least you're going to be able to pay for him to get the production because half the people are as as nervous as Josh. And, you know, it's a risk, of course. Everything is, especially with running backs. But for the upside and the price, maybe this isn't a bad time to make a move for Barkley because you know in August when he's looking like, you know, Mr. Universe, like everybody's gonna be going gaga, and his you're adding a first round pick on top of whatever you would have to um, spend right now to get him on your team. And, and Bill, you make a great point because thank you. I know all of the uh, all of the non playoff teams during the season that you know, got Saquon Barkley for a song because a contender had Barkley and needed, you know, to get that off of their team in order to get point scoring players onto their team. Now that the season is done and you look back on a lot of those trades, you're like, man, that guy, that guy got Saquon for a song because if Saquon comes out week one and has, you know, a hundred yards on the ground and a touchdown and, 50 to 75 yards in the air and another touchdown. Forget it. Like you're back to old Saquon prices where it's like, we need multiple firsts and, you know, and 
like Troy said, that window has shut, it's closed, they nailed it, and you're not getting in. So um, if you do feel like Troy and you're like, hey, man, this is, you know, this is probably the last time that Saquon is going to be at this kind of a value, find a guy like me that has Saquon and say, hey, man, what do you want for that Saquon? <laughs> and, uh, and, and try to snag him because, um, you know, it's interesting. And this all came up because our inaugural uh, Fantasy Timeline Listener League draft started today. The first eight picks are quarterbacks or supposedly going to be quarterbacks because the rookie 101 was taken in the first eight picks. So Bill and I are kind of looking and we were discussing maybe some non-quarterback players and, you know, JT came up and Christian McCaffrey came up and Bill was like, what about Saquon? And I was like, Oh, I don't know Troy did that actually. I didn't even bring him up. I didn't even oh, you, think about him, to be honest with you. And that's uh, a <laughs> see, Bill didn't even think about him. And Bill's so I'm glad Troy brought him up. <laughs> but getting back to Saquon for a minute, what do you think his price is right now? Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look up some of the most recent trades. But like, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up? Uh, like, are you giving willing to give up? Two firsts and a second for him. See, I, I will. Here's the thing: if I am, if I'm the Saquon owner, I'm holding. I'm holding right now because people are gonna try to lowball you because of his injury. I'm gonna wait until he pops off or he's looking good and he gets hype again. Right. Then I'll sell him for you know what he. I believe that he's worth. But two. How first, about as a buyer? As a buyer, you mentioned the two first and the second. Ooh, uh, I would try to do two first at first to see if that okay. would be the trick. I would probably just try to do the two first if that doesn't work. I don't think it's crazy to throw in a second, but I'd be. I would try to make it happen with the two first though. Troy's so, out here trying to use a coupon on a uh, Saquon here. He doesn't, he doesn't want to throw that second out there. Public's but, got double coupon right now. But but I, I do agree with Troy on the fact that, I mean, I, I know that I have hesit- hesitancy about Saquon, but I'm with him on the fact that if I did own Saquon anywhere, like, you would pretty much have to pay me old Saquon prices in order to get Saquon off of me now. Because I know, like I said, if that first game, he pops off, we're, we're back to old Saquon prices. Yeah. So let me, let me throw some trades at you and just let me know what side you like. Okay, one QB, uh, Saquon, and Tua, or Chris Godwin and Kenny Galladay. Hmm. One QB. Mm. So two is pretty much nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much Godwin and Kenny G for Saquon. Yep. Uh, I think tough. I'm going. I think I'm going with the receivers. I think I'm going to receivers too. The God, yeah. Chris Godwin side. Okay. Uh, Saquon or Dalvin and Chenault. Dalvin and Chenault. Yeah. What if you were getting Brian Edwards thrown back to you with Saquon? I don't want Brian Edwards. <laughs> hey, Troy, 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 Troy. Let's not talk bad about that, man. Now, here's one that surprises me. T. Higgins, a first and a third, or Saquon and Deontay? Oh, that's 
That's an interesting one. I don't know where the first is, though. So it could be like an early first, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I think I'd go Saquon and Deontay. I'd go Saquon. That's the way I lean without knowing where that first is. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, Swift, Claypool, and a third, or Saquon and Austin Hooper? Swift. I agree. Yeah. Because a Claypool and a third I'd rather over Hooper. Yeah. 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 Hooper's yeah. like, to me, Hooper's like no, and nothing. <laughs> um, Let's see. Anything else that's interesting? Uh, Saquon or David Montgomery and Michael Thomas? Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tougher one. Uh, I'll go Saquon, but slightly. I don't like that. That was hard. Yeah, <laughs> that was hard. I, I just I, I have fears about both of the players on the other side, just because like I don't know who the quarterback is going to be in New Orleans, and you know, David Montgomery will probably have someone that doesn't get injured earlier in the season to take touches away. So. Um, okay, one last one. It's just kind of like, I'm not really sure how to even respond to this. Um, Saquon, Evan Ingram, and Fuller. Or Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas, and George Kittle. Uh, that was going to be easy Ooh. until you said Kittle. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the Kittle side for me. Oh. Say Joe Mixon, Kittle, and who else on that side? Uh, Michael Thomas. Oh. I guess. Wait, is it tight end premium at all? You don't know. Or is this tight end? Uh, doesn't say. If it was tight end premium, easily that's. Oh, it's start two tight ends. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, Jeez, oh, Pete's man, that's a horrible right. trade. Oh, it's thank a horrible you. trade. Thank you for saying that because I was I was sitting here racking my brain like, oh Me God, which, which side do I want? But more? what would you do if it was one tight end? I think I still take the Kittle side. I think it's Kittle, Thomas, and Mixon for Saquon, Saquon, Evan Ingram, and Fuller. Yeah, I would still do the Kittle side. I'd yeah, side. yeah. That, that I mean, it is a tough one, but yeah, I think I, I lean with you guys, and I I go on that Kittle side. But that's, right. well, that's interesting. That like, because some of the trades seemed like pretty light for Saquon, and then other ones seemed like people were paying like a crazy premium for him. So, yeah. It, it's again. It's it's Josh or Troy. You know, it right, depends yeah. who the. That's exactly what's happening. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. I might make some offers in the next few days for him. No, Josh happens. wouldn't be selling on the cheap. I mean, <laughs> just just because I have hesitancy doesn't mean that like I, I'm going to go against value to get him off my team. Yeah, we'll talk in like April when you're really loving some rookies. <laughs> You can talk all you, you can talk all you want. I don't get brainwashed like a lot of other people out there do. Trust yeah. me, my high picks they can go for those those players I've seen do it. So I've I've been there and I've done that multiple times. Yeah, I got the trade logs to prove it. Um, <laughs> so uh, one more thing on the way out that I just wanted to uh, wanted to shout out, and it's funny we had Troy on, and you know just scrolling through the timeline. Obviously, we saw Jacob's tweet, and uh, and this one is from uh, this was put out by obviously uh, fantasy intervention at join our circle underscore. Uh, this is an article by um, at ff underscore imbq, 
And it is an article about Marquise Brown that I that was just so interesting. I mean, so so much information packed into one article. Um, if you are a Marquise Brown fan, you can point to it and show why either you're not selling him or you need a high price to sell him. And maybe if you're somebody trying to acquire him, maybe you uh, lowball it because perception is, you know, Hollywood did not do well. And, you know, you kind of have these stats to back up on the low key that uh, he is doing well. So um, I'm going to put that out uh, in the show description. So I'll put out the art- link to the article so that everyone can read it. Uh, it was a good article. It's worth the read. So uh, on that note, Troy, thank you for coming through, man. Appreciate it. Had so much fun with you. Got to talk about our startup. Got to talk about all these great timeline questions. Uh, just to let everybody know uh, where you're at, what you're doing, and uh, where they can find you. Of course. Well, again, thank you guys so much for inviting me and having me on. Um, you can find me a bunch of places. I'm a writer for Ball Blast Football. I'm also a writer and contributor, so I podcast as well for Join Our Circle, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Fantasy Football Confidential. We live stream on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're doing every other Wednesday, so that's why I'm on this show today. (laughs) But normally we do every other Wednesday. Um, Next week we have Ryan McDowell on from DLF, so I'm excited about that. So we have a bunch of cool guests coming on the show, and yeah, I'm just Really excited for what the offseason has to bring, and just shout out to everybody who's been, you know, rocking with me and supporting me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. And um, I mean, I always do that at the end, but let's face it this is this show is based off of stuff that we see on Twitter mostly. And if you haven't seen Troy on Twitter, you're not on Twitter (laughs) because uh, Troy is everywhere. Photoshop master. (laughs) He's a Photoshop master. He's a motivational guru. He is a uh, a workout warrior. Um, Sign up for his YouTube tutorials on Photoshop. (laughs) Um, That's coming. That's coming eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, Troy is everywhere. uh, And we're glad that we were able to nail him down. Uh, we will have your your co-hosts on the ca- confidential on here soon. We'll have um, we'll we'll have the fantasy um, or excuse me the um, dynasty theory guys coming on. So uh, awesome. John and Mitch and Dan. So um, I know a couple of those guys are with you on confidential. Yeah. And by the way, if you need to listen to something, if you need one more podcast in your life. That's one you should definitely pick up. Both both sure. theory and confidential. But um uh yeah, I mean I, I subscribe to both. So I'm listening uh every week or every other week in the confidential case. And um dude, just a bunch of smart people saying a lot of smart things and uh again, highly entertaining. So uh on that note, thank you to everybody who was in the chat. Appreciate it. J Mike was in there, we had Shane in there, we had Lindsay Kennedy in there. People in and out. I'm watching the numbers jump up and down throughout the whole thing. We appreciate it. Um, If you are watching us on YouTube, if you found us, please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you know when we go live. And when the trade addicts like they did last week go live, uh, Dynasty Junkies may or may not be going live. So, you know, just get all of us. I mean, a lot of good people and me are here. So that's uh, that's a good thing. And uh, if you're listening to us on podcast, appreciate that too. An hour and 10 minutes. It's a long time to be doing anything in your life. And you chose to uh, 
listen to two very smart people and me go at it about fantasy football. So appreciate that as well. Uh, just remember to rate, review, and uh, subscribe if you have it for some reason. Those uh, all that stuff gets us out there, gets us seen by more people, and uh, and you know that's what we're all looking for. So on that note, Bill, I think we're out of here. Late.